You've worked hard for what you have, your money, your assets, your 401k and home. Isn't it all worth protecting? Nearly one in four consumers have been a victim of identity theft. LifeLock Ultimate Plus helps protect your finances with up to $3 million in reimbursement. LifeLock alerts you to identity threats you might miss. And if your identity is stolen, your dedicated U.S.-based restoration specialist will work to fix it. Let LifeLock help protect what you've worked so hard for. Save 25% off your first year on LifeLock Ultimate Plus at LifeLock.com aware. Terms apply. Third down, Thompson snaps off a throw, and this is intercepted. Cam Mitchell the other way for Northwestern. He got a block from Mueller, and he's inside the 45. It was Thompson that took him down, and the Wildcats flipped the field. Two things in that play. Welcome back to Big Red of Reaction. There's Josh. I'm Gary. That was back-to-back ill-advised throws by Thompson. Yes. Um, But the effort by Oliver Martin has to be better on that pass. Yeah. 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 I'd have to go back and look and see if it was deflected just a little bit, but the effort by the wide receiver, if it looks like it's going to be – an interception, and to make a play on the ball has got to be better than that. The alligator arms yep. can't be uh, around. All yeah, right. two uh, straight bad throws. Uh, Ken says, are you guys really going until 4? Is that, <laughs> is, that, is that PM or AM? <laughs> no. I got an interview to do with Ross Pauly, and I'm calling Creighton Soccer tomorrow. Uh, got to get out of here. All right, here is uh, Nebraska Bowl Mike. Hello, Mike. Hi. Hey, Mike. Oh, boy. How are we Coach doing? Ross, five years ago when he came in, what did he say? Uh, about well, the Big Ten adjusting to him? Exactly. Yep. Why do you say what he just said? Yep. Here's the deal. Mark Whipple, you're going to know what Nebraska fans feels like and sounds like for the rest of the year. <laughs> Mickey Joseph and family, you didn't come back for this. Scott Frost, you might be on borrowed time. And we didn't want to say that. Well, that's the reality. He just said, in this business, you got to win games. They're not winning games. They're 15 I, games below 500. How in the world do you come in with all this hype and you make one? First of all, does any Nebraska coach in the last 60 years make that call on the onside kick? Well, every coach has one of those calls that you kind of define them by. I mean, there's a Mike Riley call in Champaign. But when you're, when you're in a game which you are up 28-17 to 17 and you have taken back the football game, when it felt like when you were down by a field goal at halftime, didn't it feel like to you the game was over? Yeah. It was feeling that way? Yeah. And yeah. then all of a sudden you flipped it, and for the second time in the game you had an 11-point lead? Yeah. That's, that's something that's going to be awful tough to walk back from. And outside of the secondary, I don't think we have one black streak. Man, Sorry. Yeah, I mean, there, look, there were a lot of open guys today, Mike. There were a lot of open guys today, Mike. Too many, too, too many in the front seven not getting home either. Um, we didn't do anything to get to him. We didn't do anything to freak them out. We didn't do anything to change the, the line of scrimmage. We didn't do anything. Nope, nope. Mike, hey, call us uh, during the week, all right? We'll do. Uh, uh, by the way, you mentioned a couple quotes that stood out to you from the, the last uh, segment. Frost also said, you got to win in this business to keep your job. That's the way it is. And then how about the question at the very end about resigning? You know, it's... Again, it's game one. It's game one. So, and that, so that was asked by an Irish reporter. Yes. Yeah. I was going to say, I didn't recognize that guy's hey, voice. Was that the guy from the Irish Times? <laughs> All right. Here is uh, Joe. Hello, Joe. What is up, guys? How are you hanging in there? Hey, Joe. What's going on, man? Oh, you know. Husker game Saturday. Um, you know, you get some of these people that say, oh, it's so bad. It's so bad. You know, we lost by three. 
And I hope no one and says I'm not that today. Excuses for him, but you know, I'm just sort of maybe, you know, pumping the brakes. That's oh funeral. no, you're you're gonna make excuses? No, no, no excuses. Maybe an explanation, not excuses. I'm just mm-hmm. talking, just like okay. you guys do. Okay, okay, Fuck. right. Uh, first turnover, his knee was down, and you know that's a bad break. But you got you got to overcome those things. The other two, like you guys just mentioned, uh, Oliver Martin's got to make a better play on him. You know, same thing with the last interception that hit the guy in the hands. And now, granted, it wasn't the best throw. And you know, like I said, I'm not trying to make excuses for those things. I'm just saying that these people that are sort of calling in or that are, you know, tweeting or whatever about it is so bad. It's, you know, getting blown out 77 by Joe, come on, man. Are we really going to do the close loss thing again? Is that what I'm doing? It sounds, it you're, sound like if you're not doing it, you're really hugging it. You're getting close to it. No, I'm just saying that it's not as bad as losing to Kansas 77 to 10. Well, I mean, sure. Losing by three to Northwestern isn't. You know, it's not as bad as it's ever been. Losing by 77 or 60 to Kansas, that's Joe, that really was Joe, that was a 52-point swing from last season. 52 points. Right? So that's that, bad. That's what, I'm saying. that's what I'm getting at. So you can pump the brakes on all that. I'm not making excuses for it. you got to win. But these are close games. They're all going to be close games. One of the biggest things, I think, is that we haven't seemed to have been able to get out of our own way and then he calls kind of the play that he called that everybody's sort of up in arms about. And it's like the recipe to beat Nebraska is just kind of hang in there and uh, let them make a mistake, let them stub their toe. And and it's it's the same old song and dance, you know. But right. Joe, so thanks for the call. I'm not, I'm not doing that this I'm gonna, season again, man. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go out on a limb it. and say Pat Fitzgerald was shocked that Nebraska went with an onside kick. Oh, yeah. I mean, he gave him a short field. Game a short 40-yard 40, field or whatever it was. Uh, it, it, a tweet uh, into the JTech Construction Zone Twitter feed from Ethan. He says, when is the coaching staff going to learn to focus the energy in recruiting elite linemen? Can't convince me Petrus is that much better than Casey Thompson, yet Petrus looks elite. I would disagree with that, Gary. Because uh, he isn't getting hit every drop back and can hand it off. Yeah, the line, both lines, both lines sucked. Couldn't stop the run. Couldn't get a push. Couldn't do either. Uh, here's uh, CJ. CJ, welcome to uh, Big Red Overreaction. Hey, gentlemen, can you hear me? Hey, what's going on, CJ? Got you, CJ. Hey, uh, good afternoon, guys. Uh, you know, another season, and uh, just to have a couple of comments and then just a question as well. Uh, you know, looking this season, uh, and with Joe's last comment too, keep it in close. I mean, I'd rather have a blowout loss. I mean, at least I know that they're not going to win and I can go out and wash my car type of deal. <laughs> just, mm. I, I don't like that mindset. And my family going in, I told them I'm not a negative boy, Josh. You would know this mm-hmm. with your pro- program. I'm a realistic boy. Yeah. Uh, I, pre- I predicted, predicted five and seven. Uh, and they said, why? Why five and seven? They were kind of yelling at me. I said, who have they beat off this? the schedule that they're playing and I picked a win off Northwestern and they lost and I don't know if they're going to get to five to seven now. No, definitely not. So uh, my question is what happened to this so-called pass rush that they were so confident in? I mean, I tried to rewind uh, the, the game. I was, I thought I missed it. Oshawn Mathis 
I didn't hear his name called at all hardly during the game. I I think they said his name once in the first half. Crazy. Absolutely crazy. But, uh, you know, I love what you guys do with both your programs and uh, the morning show, Gary, with you and Damon and Josh, you and John, uh, keep up the good work. I just a little concerned with the the defense, how they were talking that up so much and just uh, would like to hear your, your thoughts on the pass rush. Thanks, guys. Not non-existent. Non-existent today was the pass rush. Against the Northwestern offensive yeah, line. Here, they I, turned four, four guys from last year, but not even close. 38 I mean, pass plays, 38 drops back for Northwestern. This is according to Stu Manji. Five times Nebraska blitz. They pressured seven times. They didn't even hit him once. They got The closest they got, they forced an incompletion where Nelson got around Skaransky. And that was the only time that I can recall off the top of my head that they got near Halinski, and they took advantage of it. They played dink and dunk to begin the game. And he got into a rhythm. They never got him off his spot. And listen, Northwestern didn't make this game difficult. Northwestern made this game super simple. Yeah. I mean, they didn't overthink this football game. And a lot of that has to do with their head coach. Mm-hmm. You know, and, and you know Fitzgerald, he went for it uh, certain times, uh, especially, you know, when it's 28-17. You got, you know, fourth down. You can't get a timeout in. You're already angered. Um uh, Nebraska got beaten almost nearly every phase except punting today. Yeah, and that, uh, look, they, they did that really well. And I don't say that sarcastic. No, that, seriously. That's true, but he, that can't happen. No, no. Yeah, when your MVP is the punter, you know, that you're, and the game isn't 9-6, to six, you're having a miserable day. Miserable day. Uh, Big Red Overreaction is brought to you by Burton. When your plumber plumbing is hurting, just call Burton. Also, Coors Light, keeping Nebraska chill. Do you have any Coors Lights with you, Gary? Uh, I have not had a pork chop in a while. That's mm. what I call a Coors Light. Mm. Um, but we are drinking heavily along with everybody else and all the people that got free uh, beer uh, and uh, alcoholic beverages at the stadium when the internet went out. Uh, also, it is brought yeah. to you by Equitable Bank. We take banking personally. Dave says, pass rush looked amazing because they were going against our O-line. That, man, that, that look, I, I have been very consistent in my thoughts on the offensive line. That was such a bummer, though. It was just such a bummer. I thought of all the teams, Gary, that they were going to get a push on. This was going to be the one. I wanted to see just a little proof of concept today. Just a little bit where I could, you know, I could kind of talk myself into maybe, hey, maybe this can happen as, as they develop a little bit over the, the course of the season. All right, just remember, after the 31-28 loss, Nebraska football is not normal. Just have that mindset as we bring in Nate. Hi, Nate. Hey, Nate. Nate, hey, talk to the on? phone. Yes, you're on, Nate. Well, uh, I got my whole family here. First time caller, uh-huh. long time listener. Oh, like, first time, long been, time. Hey, Nate, would you? Who? Who? Been who's... a fan since the golden age. Oh, right. Nate. Growing up, the whole Husker fans. Every day, I believe, you know, even the crimson. And guess what? Twenty people are about my own first house and made eggs and bacon for everybody. All right. Ross does it again. Oh, awesome! I hope it was tasty. Better than the game. So how long do we keep doing this? The show? No, how oh. long do we keep watching Frost do this every weekend? Uh, 11 more games, I think. 11 more, huh? I think so. So he better pull a D.B. Cooper on the way over. <laughs> oh, boy. Nice reference. All right. Yep. All right. D.B. Cooper on the way over. All right. Okay, Nate. Have a good, hey, have All a good right. evening. Yep. Bye. You know the story about uh, D.B. Cooper there, Gary? Yeah. Robbed a plane, robbed a plane of money, jumped out. They never found him. They never found him. Fascinating story. We have, the, the, most, we have the most creative. Oh, yeah. Show. Oh, yeah. People are going, do you think Trev Albert's called Pat Hayden to see how it's done? Oh, oh geez. 
that would be that would be even in harsh for for Trev. Uh, here is uh, Tim. Tim, thanks for the call. Welcome to Big Red Overreaction. Hey, thanks for listening. Uh, first of all, the onside kick, if another five more yards off on the one side, I think it would have gone. However, when you're up, when you're up, you don't need to, you don't need to do something stupid like that and risk reward. It was obviously a loss, but the the one thing that I don't understand is this. I want to hear Hernandez's answer why they didn't pressure the quarterback at all. I mean that guy. That guy never got touched. Never got sawed. Never, never nothing. And how 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 can you rely on your DBs when that guy's just sitting there in a pocket, living the dream and playing seven on seven? All right. Well, Tim, I think Eric Chenander is talking right now, and I'm I'm pretty sure the people in Dublin will ask him that question because that needs to be a question of why the pass rush didn't get home at all today. Was it Northwestern's it was, offensive it line, was or un- was it scheme, whatever it, it, was, it was? Or was it the quarterback? It was, it was unbelievable yeah. that they couldn't put another, you know, they couldn't put two or, you know, blitz, you know, six on five or whatever. But, my God, when that guy sits back and picks you apart because he's got four, five, six seconds back there to do nothing but throw the ball, I mean, oh, I would – I. Oh, so frustrated watching it and just thinking, Jesus, if they would have just throw a couple more guys at him or anything. Well, you do, know? Do, Tim, do you see in the push that the uh, front four, front five had for Nebraska? No. Do you think they would have gotten home at all? None. Yeah, the None. Yeah, that, None. They, they, it, it, even, even you could even hear, which I'm not a fan of Brock Heward up there, but you can li- even listen to him, and he was uh, completely honest about about – uh, everybody looked like Velcro sticking up there. They're, and they would go right up to the secondary and on the run plays, and they'd take linebackers out. And it was like, where is anybody, you know, the the infamous, oh, the D-line is going to be so yeah. great. We got rush-ins, we got this, we got that. And next thing you know, there ain't nobody, not one person, attacking that quarterback it seemed like to me i i, I don't know yeah you know it, tim it's interesting because in in i mean like the pass rush was supposed to be the part of the defensive line that wasn't a concern it was supposed to be the run part of the defensive line that was a concern so that they struggled too i think you asked a good question to him you know what was what was the reason was it because of something northwestern did was it nebraska's ineptitude was it a combination of factors uh i i don't know it but that that was I didn't think they were going to like destroy him today, but I, I definitely saw him putting him on the ground a couple of times at least. Maybe they don't get a sack, but I thought they put him on the ground. Uh, so Holinsky was 27 of 38 for 313. Northwestern ran 85 plays. 85 plays and had the ball 10 more minutes than Nebraska. That is, that's the game plan for Northwestern. They mm-hmm. executed their game plan. Uh, 527 yards to 466. Uh, Casey Thompson, 25 of 42. Touchdown, two picks, 355. Nebraska on the ground ran for 3.6 yards per rush. Northwestern ran for a full yard better than that. Uh, here is uh, our good friend Mike. Oh, Mike Flaver! Got off the uh, got off the uh, eight. Josh, what are you doing? Hey, well, you know, hosting a radio show, just hanging out. What's going on with you? Oh yeah, I'm watching you on TV. It's kind of cool. Yeah, nice. <laughs> oh, we hear ourselves now on a little echo. Oh, is there my fault? <laughs> I'll stand back. <laughs> 
No, I think no. I, I, there's really not a lot left to say because you already talked about the onside kick, which was ridiculous with all the momentum. But the thing that I, I, the reason I even called, I've only done this a couple times. It was like everybody, and even I'm talking about the broadcasters, are talking about uh, our quarterback, our new quarterback, feeling like something happened to him after a really big play. And I, I look back at that, and there's like five receivers who touched the ball that didn't catch it. And it wasn't really Casey's issue, I don't think. You know, I mean, he was he was scrambling in the pocket, and he really threw some good balls. The tight end dropped a couple. Yep. Uh, I don't Trey know Palmer. Game number three. Yeah, it was like he got a lot of kind of some – I guess I'm just kind of defending him a little bit because I thought he did a great job with our pocket dissolving, lack of um, – I guess I, I feel like they're not really in great shape as offense and defense. You can see it late. Yeah. But I just I thought the quarterback played great. I think he made some really good throws, and and we just didn't catch the ball when we needed to catch the ball for a first down. Mike, thanks for the call. Uh, there's going to be drops. There's going to be times, and I, I think Whipple's pass concepts to get guys open were there. Um, there were times that Casey was long. You saw they stretched the field with Palmer. Um, they had an out to uh, Garcia Castaneda. That looked like it could have gone for good yardage, mm-hmm. but that was that was kind of the start of when Casey started to miss on those throws that he had been better in the first half. He kind of sailed a he, few of them. He had he had a roller coaster game, but I I just don't. Did he run out? Did he, did the the scramble play? Did that take everything out of him? See that, and that's going to be my question. Because if, it, if because everyone you, was fatigued, that would explain something, wouldn't so it? So you start to look at his mechanics after that play. Yes, that's a great point. His mechanics were off. I mean, he didn't. Have, he's not the, the most mechanical quarterback. Uh huh. But he he did not look like the same kind of quarterback throwing the football that he did in the first half. And I I I, I would like, you know, did he just run out of gas on that play? I understand it. Um, and it was early on in the third quarter, in the third quarter that was drunk and took forever. But Ooh, he yeah. he was never the same quarterback. And no. Nebraska offensively, really, after they scored the Grant touchdown, they were never the same as a whole. Yeah, they, just a lot of quick drives. A lot of quick drives where they weren't doing a whole lot. Uh, let's welcome in Jeff to Bigger Red Overreaction. Hello, Jeff. You're on with Josh and Gary. Hey, guys. I got one thing to say. Are we shocked? No. We're talking about zero integrity of a coach. That we hired five years ago. The man has zero integrity. We're we're shocked. He is this awful. Take the same group of kids with another coach. They're winning those games. That it, Jeff? Uh-huh. Uh, okay. Here is um, Dave. Hello, Dave. Hi. Hey. How's it going? Hi, Dave. Um, yeah. Basically, as a season ticket holder. I just, I really just can't imagine going to seven games of watching the same stuff over. Yeah. And I was suckered into renewing my season tickets because of the new coaching staff and the players. And, and I'm more optimistic than most, but God, that's just hard. That is just so, so hard. So that's kind of where I was at. I, I, we all watched it. I don't know. And as fans, I don't know. You, you put so much into it, which isn't the same as players because they work hard. I get that. And I don't want to be that fan, but yep, I'm becoming that fan. So it's just, it's really hard. And it's kind of sad because it's August. <laughs> we haven't hit September yet. We haven't hit week one. Yes, Dave. But, <laughs> oh, 
Dave, I, man, I, thanks for the call. I could not agree with you more. I, I you know. What did I say to you a little bit ago? Yeah, I, and, and look, you know, it's not like I had a ton of optimism with this season to begin with, but it, it just, it sucks. It sucks the energy out of, out of the entire season. You have two now incredibly forgettable games that the storyline is going to be like, what if something dumb happens and along the lines of the call, will there be a lot of empty seats? And then after that, you have Oklahoma coming in. And, and I know that optimism will grow over the next couple of weeks because that's how things work. But I, I think we know what we're staring down the barrel at. And then it's like, okay, we're probably talking about a 2-2 two and two football team. And it's just, I mean, it feels like the same thing all over again from last year. Can I ask you a couple things about the onside kick? Because I got a, a tweet mm-hmm. and a text. So Tony says, I don't believe Frost is dumb enough with the program where it is to have called the onside. He's jumping on the grenade. On the exact opposite end of the spectrum, Taylor says, I wonder if the onside kick call is a case of Scott Frost not being the play caller anymore and looking to make his mark on the game. Uh, the latter, I will say no. Now, there is there is the discussion about does Frankie have the option to call essentially an audible if he sees something. Now, that's a lot of power to give a kickoff specialist. But there is that element that I, I think does exist but, boy, you would almost have to go through the chain of command if that's what you decided that you wanted to do. Yeah. Now, everybody, it wasn't Frankie on his own. I mean, everybody from Nebraska, they knew that was coming. And he looked at three guys up from, from Northwestern. I don't think it was – I think Frost is probably taking it for the team here. Yeah. But, again, he's, you know, he's the CEO of the program, and so he's got to address it. Uh, so who's called, do you think, would have been Bushes? Or... Well, I'm, so I'm going back, and I'm – it may be Bill Bush because if you look at the camera and the shoddy Fox coverage today, Oof, they were and I, I felt for Benetti and Heward, they were in Los Angeles. Yep. Yeah. So there were times during the game that if you're in the house, you can see flags or other things mm-hmm. that they were, you know, trying to pick out of all the different monitors and somebody that was helping them. Um, but Fox at times would give you not good shots. They did follow Frankie to the sidelines, um, and Bush. Kind of passing, you could see Bush say something to him as Frankie walked by. Okay. And so I'm wondering if it's more of a case of Bush called that. If you said, here's an option if you see it. Yeah. And when they were out there lining up, he called for the onside kick. Yeah. I mean, we may never know the answer to that. Mm-hmm. Um, but in this case, I think it is, I don't think it was Frost on his own, but I think it's something where you got to have a feel for the game. You're Scott Frost or Bill Bush. You. That's the hot hand, man. That's the hot hand. That's what they thought. You're up 28 to 7. Yeah. And 2017. And 28-17. And things all of a sudden are going your way. In that moment, it's like one more stop. And and you might be even on the sidelines going, man, you might stand next to your friend and go, dude, we're up 11. Doesn't feel like. I mean, how how are we up 11? Yeah, had the bad second quarter. Troy Troy and Phoenix points out, didn't Frost do this when they were up on Ohio State in his first year? They did. They did do an onside kick. And that, I mean, one of the worst plays of the entire Frost era as Caleb Lightborn completely missed it. Um, but yeah, I think you make a great point. Like, in that moment, you kick the ball off deep, you get one more well, stop. I'm not going to say it's over, but you are feeling so good because you are dominating the second half so far. Dominating. Well, and, and a good chance that you're going to make Northwestern drive at 75 on you instead of driving at, what, 44? Mm-hmm. Yeah, exactly. Uh, here is uh, Mike in Wisconsin. Mike, thanks for listening to Big Red Overreaction on the stream. Hey, guys, thanks for letting me on. Hey, Mike. I'm sure you guys are tired of talk about the onside kick. But what I'd like to see is offensive stats before the onside and after. 
I think the onside kick sent the message to a new quarterback that we don't trust you. And his play deteriorated significantly in all of the drives that they had after. Mike, can I can I ask a follow-up? Like, why why do you think it would have sent that message? Because I I in a way thought it meant like we believe in the offense a lot right now, and we want to we want to close this game out. Well, then why would you give the ball back? I mean, poor decision making in general. But I I don't think it would have been because he doesn't trust his QB. That's just me though. Yeah, that, and that's a fair point. I guess I'm just going to leave it at that and Chenander sitting on his laurels apparently for an off season, but I'm holding out to hear Hawkeye Jack and what insane garbage he has to say after this game and all of it's fair. I think Frost has to go. Yeah. All right. Uh, uh, Mike? He asked the question, what happened after that? And I don't have Casey's numbers so, in front of me, Gary, but I have the drive chart. So Three. let me just – I tweeted this out. Okay. Because this was uh, – Northwestern was driving to kick a uh, – they could have scored, and they missed the field goal. So that was 28-24. But when Nebraska went up 28-17, then the onside kick, the next two possessions offensively, six plays, 11 yards, two punts. And then Northwestern was driving – to take the lead. That's when they had and, another weird third down play and they missed yeah, a field goal. And then they missed the field goal and it was 28-24. Yeah. And then they go six plays interception, four plays punt, three pay, three and out, and then the four, the final drive where they threw the interception after four plays. So they ran a total of three, six, 12, 16, 19, 23 plays. And I don't want to do the math on the air. I'm almost there. 70, 80, looks like 85 yards. 85 yards after after the onside kick. for the uh, There's another question and, and and i'm i mean twitter's just on a speed dial yeah yeah is and then this probably won't this you know may or may not come up because now frost is done so you're gonna have to save this question for uh, this upcoming week is what happened with the running back rotation as you got to the late third fourth quarter where was grant consistently now yeah i'm i think aj allen's got a bright future i never thought that aj allen would get a key carry in the fourth quarter of a Big Ten game in his first game. Um, but, you know, that opening drive where you had bang, bang, Nebraska went Allen, and they had Belt. They got a couple passes completed to Belt. Yeah. But the running back rotation was very odd today. I don't think we ever saw Gabe Irvin. Uh, we had Yant. We had, of course, Grant. You had Allen run the football. I, uh, Ramir Johnson played special teams. I don't recall, and it's tough on the, the television view. Yeah, I'd always see him. Seeing if he was in on, you know, playing the position, the wide back. Yeah, he slot. never had any touches. Yeah. No so, touches on offense. But I'm I, I'm curious on what was going into the mindset of what was going on at running back. Was it something about Grant? Because also, it didn't appear that Grant got a lot of back-to-back series mm-hmm. during this game. Now, there were times where he really ran hard, like early on, got a first down on a third and one on the opening drive, and, you know, had the touchdown run. But I, I don't recall him playing many back-to-back series, and I don't know why. Is that something that was pre-planned, something injury-wise? Uh, but that seemed odd to me, and especially the, the running back rotation late in the game. And isn't, of all the positions, hasn't that been like one of the, the ones with yeah. the weirdest rotations? And, and, of course, this is a new coach now, Brian Applewhite. It's not Ryan Held, but this has been a, a, a position very consistent with odd, strange rotations at that position. All right, 413. Let's take a quick break. Uh, Jarrett Blake, Joe in Phoenix, and uh, Sam. All stay right there. We'll get to your calls tonight. 
Uh, Josh said he's got to be out of here in about 20 minutes. So I said, all right. <laughs> got to leave. Sorry, we'll folks. Do that. Uh, 951-1620. You can uh, always email us, uh, Gary or Josh at 1620thezone.com or, of course, on Twitter at GarySharp1620 or at Josh. This edition of Big Red Overreaction brought to you by Equitable Bank. We take banking personally. Also brought to you by Coors Light. Please, someone get me one. Keeping Nebraska chill and brought to you by Burton. When your plumbing's hurting, just call Burton. Waiting on a tax return? Hopefully it ends up in your hands. Fraudulent tax returns due to identity theft increased by 30% in 2023. If you're in a bind this tax season, LifeLock can help. Our U.S.-based restoration specialists are experts dedicated to helping solve your identity theft issues. And all LifeLock plans are backed by the Million Dollar Protection Package. So we'll reimburse you up to the limits of your plan if you lose money due to identity theft. Help protect your information this tax season with LifeLock. Save up to 25% your first year at LifeLock.com aware.